This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Blushing Bob, Meritorious Mark, and Wordy Wade. This week, the chatty chums choose to chuck chunky childish chocolate chasers onto the most redoubtable of confectionery carriers. Try saying that fast. Yes, it's time for Beware the Candy Uncle. Please prepare thy vomitorium and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Distractable, the podcast where we talk about a bunch of nonsense and act like we're smarter than we really are. My name is Mark and I am your host, joined by Bob. Hello. And Wade. Hi. Hi guys, how are you doing? We're good. Good. We're we're good. Yeah. Man, these goods seem forced. Well, they are. What? I'm great. Mm. Stuff is going just so well for me over here what do you Uh why would you question that i don't know something about the tone of your voice but i'll believe you wade why are you not good well the guy you sent over to force me to say i'm good other than that i was fine before okay all right so you're saying that my gift was unnecessary yeah (laughs) your gift is eating all of our food Uh, i sent you the gift of happiness yeah the guy that tells you to be happy Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) is it working (laughs) i can send more guys uh no that's unnecessary they've got happy cattle prod package that i could send over <laughs> that might be nice no nope. i'll do it don't even say anything no no nope, forget nope, i said nope. it it'll be a surprise oh, fuck. did you see mark they, they're running a special right now on the uh the guy who makes you happy by smashing in all the windows in your car with a crowbar until you're happy wow that sounds like good service i'll get that for you too wade whenever you get a new car that guy is gonna show up <laughs> Such a value. <laughs> so if I don't get a new car, uh-huh. no balls, you won't. Yeah, you won't. Well, I've gone almost a full year now without one. Does your uh, door, new door have windows in it? 
Oh, it does. Ah, great. That's great. That's great. I know that because I came and looked at it. (laughs) I didn't see you or anything. I just looked at your house. Uh, Oh, this is a very comfortable start to this uh, episode. We're just worried about you, man. Yeah, we're worried. I'll send a worry guy over to check in on you. Oh, (laughs) He's got the worry pepper spray, you know. It'll really make your troubles go away. You won't worry about whatever you were worrying about a moment ago. Trust me. (laughs) He is pretty big, though, so no twin beds, okay? Give him a nice, comfortable place. Yeah. I think we're going to move. They'll find you. Anyway, uh, I have an interesting topic of discussion today that kind of relates to something that we discussed on a previous episode. I had a thought. Oh, by the way, everyone listening, I'm the judge. They contribute, and I assign points. That's how this podcast works. They know how it works. They Hopefully, they know how it works. I hate to think if this is people's first introduction to this podcast, but... (laughs) maybe (laughs) i know this happens with things you know you could get used to it it becomes regular but i remember the first episodes we were like welcome to distractible Uh this is a podcast yeah and now we're just like just tell the story come on let's go (laughs) all right fine i will i had a thought the other night it was uh just you know i have these thoughts on occasion i was wondering what the best method would be to prevent a kid from eating too much candy right you ever think about this kids they like candy they They can't stop eating it so what if you constructed a reality that would plant a formative memory in their mind this is just some random kid you know it doesn't really matter but it would plant a formative memory in their mind that would make it so they're kind of inceptioned to never want to eat candy again right okay okay you following yeah Mm -hmm. so i thought you tell a kid that he can have one piece of candy a day. And if he has any more than that, something bad will happen. You don't say what it is. You just tell him that something bad will happen, right? So of course, that's not enough to put fear into the child. You have to go a step further. So what you'll do is you'll, you know, give a piece of candy every day, whatever. And then you'll create a situation where there is an excess of candy available to them. You know, if they, if, if that original idea wasn't enough, you would create a situation where they would be tempted okay. to have more candy. I kind of thought of this because of that experiment with the marshmallow, right? Yeah. So it's like you get you get two later, but, you know, more punishing. So you create a situation where it's like a piece of chocolate and if they have two pieces of chocolate in a day or more you than kill one, their favorite family member. Pretty much but not quite oh more subtle more subtle right oh so you create a situation where they're tempted to have more chocolate and you watch them and you have like a, like a secret camera so you know exactly when they did and as soon as they do the next time you see them you look at them and go like oh my god what's what's wrong with you at this point you've removed all the mirrors from the house because that way they can't see themselves obviously you like suddenly just like stopping your tracks you're like oh my god what's wrong with your face and then like they would start panicking and be like what's wrong with my face and then you're like oh my god did you have another piece of chocolate did you have another piece and then as they're stammering there you don't even give them a chance you drag them up and like you gotta lay down now you gotta lay down quick and then you get your friend who you assigned to pretend to be a doctor and you go to the other room before you get them to come over you go to the other room you call your friend and you tell him like yeah no you gotta come quick yeah two pieces of chocolate maybe more i don't know and then you start real panic you tell them to not move from wherever they are if they're in a bed on the couch you have them lay down your friend comes in wheels all this big beeping booping undulating medical equipment and then you attach to the child and then you have a whole team surrounding them running a bunch of tests like poking them with a stick you know like pretend syringes all these fake hookups and stuff like that and then you tell them that if they don't make it 
like you love them or something. I don't know. I don't know whose kid this is, but you you create this entire constructed. You're doing this to someone else's kid. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like any kid, whatever. If you're that was hired the premise. to do... he started with that. It doesn't yeah. have to be your kid. Exactly. It doesn't have oh, to. Oh, all right. Your well, kid. I feel like there might be more lawsuits in that case, but maybe there's not, not going to be any lawsuits. Okay. The statute of limitations will pass by the time they realize what actually happened. So you <laughs> you 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 get all this stuff, and then you create this incredible drama where you start dropping the temperature in the house, but you have trained yourself by taking ice baths every day and all the other people that are a part of this you've been taking ice baths every day so a little cold doesn't bother you mm -hmm. the child will feel very cold and then you know you'll have your heart monitor that's a pre-programmed video to start going down and down and like they'll get colder and colder and then like at the last minute you'll pull out like the biggest meanest syringe of all and it's like attached to like a cattle prod so that when you poke them with it it'll hurt and then they'll think that like that'll be the moment that everything stabilizes you know maybe you'll even like lower the oxygen in the room so that you've done high altitude training so that you can endure lower oxygen environments but the child will start to get a little woozy and then as soon as you do it, you bring the temperature back up you bring the oxygen back up and then all the beep boops start calming down because there was like red alarms going going off too. There was like, bwah, bwah, like super red alarms and strobe lights will be hitting and then everything will calm down. And then you'll tell a child like, that was so close. Why did you eat that piece of chocolate? I told you something bad would happen. You can have one, but not more than one. And then for the rest of their life, they will never eat another piece of chocolate or at least not more than one. And so- That's great. How many points did Bob and I get for that? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say this is because I kind of want to do a lies from our parents part two, but to take it to another level, I want to hear your constructed realities of how you would instill the fear of God into a child for anything like, you know, eating a piece of chocolate, you know, not doing their homework, you know, like not doing their chores, uh, whatever, something like that. I want to hear how you guys would is discipline the right word uh, traumatize and no i don't think so i think educate educate, educate. lesson formative memories this building redesign. redesign for legal reasons we would never do this for anecdotal reasons i'm excited for this <laughs> cognitively <laughs> differ yeah Co cognitive behavioral science that's a big thing i think this is like you know a level of inception you're creating like the most base level of memory you're accessing their subconscious you're you're rooting through their fear of this idea of they will remember this for the rest of their lives that's the idea but it's all harmless there's no harm sure i want to point that out sure there's no harm here i think it's important to probably qualify that as physical harm there's no <laughs> physical harm <laughs> All right, I a couple things I before we jump into crafting our own uh -huh. alternate reality. Yeah. Okay. A couple things really stood out. Uh -huh. One, I love the idea of a giant syringe that also has a cattle prod on the end of it. <laughs> like, Doctor, are you sure this is the only way? Listen, electrojection is what we have to do for this disease. No, no, no. It's not obvious. It's you can't harm the kid. That's not the idea here. Inject locution. No, it's not a real <laughs> syringe. It's uh, uh -huh. fake the electricity uh -huh. Uh -huh. is to make it seem like something happened you know i would never the electricity never... activates the vaccine as we <laughs> inject it into your body it makes the muscle spasm which hyper circulates the important life-saving vaccine listen no 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 non-harming we're not trying to harm the child uh -huh. you know uh -huh. it, it's uh -huh. all harmless physically 
physically harmless. Sure. I also, the other thing that stood out to me is I feel like you went in a different direction, but I feel like you you described such a great business opportunity. Mm-hmm. And this, this may be seen as like a little, like a prelude to mine. My idea I'm crafting is unrelated to this. This is like an everyman's way to emotionally manipulate your kid into not eating too much candy. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a company called Candy Uncle. Go on. And the entire service is based around the idea that you tell a kid if you eat more than one piece of candy, uh, something bad will happen. Keep it vague. Uh. The thing that's bad that happens, though, is turns out Uncle Jeremiah, who uh, just randomly appeared shortly after the birth of whatever kid. Right. Uh, Uncle Jeremiah's around a lot, stays over a lot. Uh, when you create the situation where you tempt the kid into eating too many candies, Uncle Jeremiah mysteriously dies. Oh. That's the bad thing. You just rent Uncle Jeremiah from, <laughs> from Candy Uncle. <laughs> hangs around a little they can make the rounds right <laughs> uncles aren't always there yeah a yeah. candy uncle can serve upwards of eight to ten families all at the same time as long mm-hmm. as they're in the same region yeah candy uncles just drive from house to house spend a little time bring some you know small gifts trinkets toys whatever kid stuff yeah and then at the appropriate time you just make sure you schedule it with your candy uncle uh-huh. they're around the kid eats the the extra pieces of candy and uncle jeremiah uh bites it <laughs> Lesson lesson learned, simple, clean, great business model. You know, actually, that's so fantastic because, number one, it's just genius. And number two, they don't know that things are directly correlated one to the other, mm-hmm. but they'll assume it is, you know, because they've always heard that something bad will happen if they eat too much candy. And then Uncle Candy, Candy Uncle dies suddenly and tragically and violently, yeah. I hope. No, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's very graphic. It's a lot like what you described right but you yeah come upon the kid and you're like wait wait yeah did you did you eat an extra piece did you eat an extra piece of candy and uh and you're like come with me and you bring them into the room the Uh, staged room with the candy uncle there's uh, blood vomiting (laughs) things like they're super graphic super moist death Oh, yeah. I was assuming that it was like, you know, they ate the piece of candy. You're like, oh, how could you? Oh, I, I hope nothing bad happens. And then the next day they get a call. What? No. To shreds, you say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like... <laughs> And then it's a closed casket funeral. Very sad. You it know? costs more to have a fully dressed Candy Uncle death live of in course. house. Yeah, that's more certain. But that's the different levels of service that you can offer, right? You yeah. Can have oh, a, this is great. A distant Candy Uncle. The kid gets to know them, establish the connection, and then dies over the phone. You can have <laughs> dies in front of them. You can have, as the kid swallows the piece of candy, uh-huh. violent, traumatic death. Uh-huh. Like the kid is swallowing the candy. Uncle walks into the room. Boom! Chandelier. <laughs> Direct correlation. Like, as the chocolate is melting and running down their throat, they're swallowed. The kid is like, God, that's good. Yeah. Dead uncle. <laughs> that's a strong message, but that's harder to organize. It costs a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just to, like, play devil's advocate here, you know, what if this creates, like, a Dexter situation where the vision of the uncle's death creates this sense and need to murder people because that's how it works you know that like you've seen dexter have you sure yeah no i, I know people like him you born in blood you know that happens all the time people it's the only way well if you're suspicious of that that's what orphanages are for you just take the kid there <laughs> that's true you just gonna try again <laughs>
probably a defective kid. You can do the orphan. I want a do-over. Can I exchange? You actually burn some biscuits. What do you do? You make another <laughs> tin of biscuits. That's actually the the charitable arm of Candy Uncle. They understand uh. that this this can't happen. There's a whole network of Candy Uncle orphanages filled with little murderers uh. who are so traumatized by the dramatic death of their their Candy Uncle that they've turned into absolute sociopaths. Mm -hmm. There's just like institutions where they lock up all these ruined humans. And it's just like instead of Candy Uncle, there's a bunch of like Dexter's dads, you know, but it's like a ghost because in the show he's a ghost, right? So you get a hologram of the same guy that's trying to coach them to good. But then, you know, you try to get them only kill bad people, right? But you've got a kill switch if they go wrong. You just have Candy Uncle show back up again, you know, and then his whole world gets turned upside down and they don't know how to deal, you know. Candy Uncle shows up and he's like, I thought we only killed the good ones. What are you doing? <laughs> and he coaches him one on one to make yeah. sure he's getting the right people. We only kill the good ones or we only kill the bad ones? The bad ones. ones. I meant the bad ones. I meant the bad ones. <laughs> okay. No, I said the wrong part. I said the wrong part. We only kill the good ones. Yeah, see, you don't need a hologram because you just have Candy Uncle be the vision. You'll like have Candy Uncle stand outside their window at the orphanage and just look in and shake their head left and right and then just like step backwards into the darkness, <laughs> you know, no matter how much they all scream, you know. Did you see Candy Uncle? I did. What? No. It's perfect. That's the perfect plan. Anyway, that's not my official submission to your prompt. As you were saying oh, that, that like, wasn't? this is just a business idea. I have these ideas. I'm I'm a businessman. Oh, I, I thought don't that was. Uh, oh, wow. That I was... just, I could hear as you were talking that business opportunity. I hereby submit that as my idea then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not a, that's not a, an alternate reality. Hey, that's you a, said you don't want it. I'll take it. That's mm. just a top notch, solid, investable business idea. And did you patent it though? Oh, uh, patent pending. Patent pending. I did. Isn't the patent always pending? Can't you just say that about anything? Like, you just invent something and someone comes in like, hey, that is a guy. How do you make that? I'm going to figure that out. Like, no, no, patent pending. The patent is pending. You can't do it because the patent will be here any day. It's pending. And when it gets here, if you made it, uh, I don't even know what you, you sue people, I guess. I guess, yeah. No, oh, no, it's my idea to m make Candy Uncle be murdered in front of these children. It's my idea. <laughs> it's a totally different, Candy Grandpa is a totally different company. <laughs> it's an unrelated business idea. Candy Aunt, it's so different. <laughs> There's no way you could assume oh. that it wasn't assumed. Like, I want all of our listeners to rush the patent office right now and try to patent the idea Can of candy. Candy puppy and all spinoffs, including candy lizard, candy hamster, and candy parakeet are unrelated to your original idea, sir. Mm -hmm. In perpetuity throughout the universe, in the multiverse. God, I hate that language. Jesus Christ. You ever read a contract where you was like, all right, and we're going to do, we want you to play our video game for, you know, make a video at least 10 minutes long. Yeah. And we will own the rights to it in perpetuity forever, anywhere in the entire universe, no matter what happens, it's ours. It's like, mm. oh, fucking God. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that's a deep grab you guys are making. It's always startling when they hand you a contract and they're like, ah, oh, it's just standard. You know, it's, it's just boilerplate. Whatever boilerplate means, there's this boilerplate. And I'm like, what's a boilerplate? Like, I look at it, it's like the universe perpetuity. And I'm like, is this my soul? Is my soul a boilerplate? Yeah, just make this video. We own the rights to you, your channel, your family, your likeness, your brand. Mm -hmm. We take 8% of any money you make from here on out. Um, eight and a half, I guess. I don't know. In perpetuity. And if you if you breach this contract, something bad will happen. <laughs> That's oh. dude. 
Candy Uncle isn't just for kids. <laughs> no, not you, contract you cousin. Can, you can candy uncle anyone. You trying to quit smoking? You got Smokey Uncle. You got Uncle Smokey <laughs> coming in. Uncle Smokey. Uh, All right, but that wasn't your official submission. Uh, I like it no, was still great. No, I just great. had that thought. I just liked that idea. I thought that was worth talking about. But still wonderful. Five points. I'll give you five points for that. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for fifteen dollars a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? You're talking about the potential. The potential. You thought to yourself, oh, a little elbow grease, some fresh installs, a little bit of love could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own. Cars, right? Yeah. It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, give your real submission. I'll talk in the last five minutes of this episode about no, my No, well, yeah, I was going to offer you the chance to go first. I know I have I don't hijacked. want it. All right. Uh, it's too early for you to start trying to lose. Or lose at the end, Wade. <laughs> all right. Well, it's going to be hard to top all of these ideas. Yeah. I've got three ideas that I've come up with. Oh, oh nice. One, simple, cheap, 
You just do something to the candy. Your own kid's candy. You know, you're supposed to check it at Halloween, make sure no one fucked with it. Oh my God. Well, oh my God. you just like inject some laxative into their little M&M. <laughs> so M &M. they steal a couple extra M&Ms. They're shitting their brains out the next few days. <laughs> Easy. All right. Well, this kind of approaches the idea of no physical harm, right? I, I mean, listen. Is shitting harmful? Yeah. Uh, I've had the runs before. It's not pleasant, but I was fine. Uh, you make sure they hydrate. They're fine. I'm okay. Cattle prods is the base level that I'll allow because <laughs> it's temporary. It's over as soon as it's done, right? Laxatives are temporary. Uh, It'll last forever. Yeah. That's not like a switch you can't turn off, is it? I've never actually taken it. If you take a laxative, do you just shit forever? Is that what we're saying happens? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I don't know. know. I don't think so. Maybe. Because if that's what happens, I have a different opinion about this plan. There's a thing. There's a thing with pine nuts that's kind of like that. Most people, almost everyone, one second, let me look this up. Almost everyone who eats pine nuts, it's just like normal food, right? It's just a pine nut. It has a certain taste. But some people have a condition called pine mouth afterwards, which is an intense metallic taste that can last from a few days to up to two weeks. And for some people, it lasts for months. Months after eating pine nuts. Why? What's it do? I don't know. I've never looked it up deeper. I'm sure that we could right now look it up a little deeper. But it, it's one of those things where it's like you'd think it would be temporary and yet it lasts forever. What was this? Hey Siri, what is nut mouth? What was it? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, it's nut mouth. Also known as pine nut syndrome. Uh, oh my god, the first result was pine mouth whenever I said nut, nut mouth. mouth. Nut <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Siri knew what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Google nut mouth. Let's see what my search history brings up. Nut mouth. Pine mouth. Make sure you image result it. Images. Go into images. Of nut mouth. Ooh. Ew, it's just a lot of mouths. God. I don't like it. This is gross. I love this article. This sentence is, there's an unknown taste bud slayer roaming the streets. One that makes Jack the Ripper seem like a pretty nice dude. Damn, who wrote this? It's called Pine Mouth. Wow. <laughs> dude, when J. Jonah Jameson writes your health section articles, what the fuck? God. Oh, there's a menace in the streets. <laughs> Pine nuts. God, you know. Unmask I, I, yourself, demon. I'd like to think of that that in every like small, <laughs> tiny blog website that does articles, there's just one writer that just goes ham on every article, like just cannot bust out the thesaurus <laughs> for every single article, and just like, <laughs> like it's their it's magnum a, opus. It's all the same tone too. Like it's like a food blog article. There's a new burger beckoning in the distance, summoning <laughs> you to your inevitable doom. Yeah, it's so good you'll want to die after you eat it? I don't know. I'm not that person. I'm not that guy, so I don't know what they would write. It, it's really one of those things where um, you you have uh, I've lost, I've forgotten everything. Moving on. I literally, oh, wait. my brain emptied itself. I learned a new word from this. Yeah? I learned a new word from nut mouth. It's apparently a type of disgusia. Disgusia. Oh. What is disgusia? A disgusia is an order. Uh, nope, that's not the word. It's a disorder that distorts your sense of taste. All right, All right everyone. Your uh, distractible vocab word of the day is disgusia. You're welcome. <laughs> Discuse me. Who says we're not an educational program? That's D-Y-S-G-E-U-S-I-A. Disgusia. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. It's like there's so much opportunity for people.
people to make blogs that aren't the typical blogs. Like cooking blogs are always like, you tell a story about how this recipe was important to you and whatever. Why isn't there a scary cooking blog? Why isn't there a threatening cooking <laughs> blog? Why isn't there an <laughs> ominous cooking blog? You know, well, there that... probably is. You have to go to the dark web for it. The dark web. I feel like that would be pretty popular. Uh, yeah. That sounds like yeah. the kind of thing that would really hit right now with people. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be mean... like, yeah, it's just like a cooking blog, but it's it's scary. Yeah. And that brings us to our first sponsor of the day, candyuncle.com slash distractible promo code Discusia. I've heard of Candy Uncle. Get 20% off your first Candy Uncle. Teach your kid what the fuck they should be doing. <laughs> Not just for kids, Wade. <sighs> Candy Uncle can be used for co-workers. That's right. Mm. Distant relatives. Mm. Fast food Fred for their fast food needs. That one neighbor who never fucking puts their trash cans away after trash day. Ooh. Trashy Ted. Anyone who needs to learn a lesson. You know what, neighbor Ted? If you don't put your trash cans away, something bad is going to happen. Probably to your candy uncle. <laughs> Impeccable Lawn Larry. Oh, I saw a dandelion in your grass. Better get rid of it. Okay, Larry. I'll show him. Yeah. All right, wait. You said you had two more ideas. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep I'll, going. Keep them I'll keep them quick. Mm -hmm. So uh, laxative candy was the first one. Yep. Uh, and so this is kind of similar to the candy uncle, a little different. It's uh, it's more of like the I'm not mad, just disappointed. It's Ooh. if uh, you catch your kid eating that second piece of candy, it breaks your heart so bad that you leave and don't come back. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> one parent will leave and not come back and then maybe they get a second chance oh. <laughs> but it's like i can't i thought i raised you better and you pack your bags while they're crying begging no bobby please don't go yeah. you get in the car and you're like i'm sorry but you're no son of mine and then you drive off yeah it's that meme where the kid is like waving at the camera and he slowly just fades away into nothingness and disappears yeah. but it's about the candy yeah or you have a situation where it's not so blunt you have all your fishing gear on the next morning it was like i was gonna surprise you with a fishing trip but i guess i'll go myself since you don't want to follow the rules we'll talk when i get back you know and you got your fishing hat with all the lures on it and a big ass fishing rod and a tackle box and you go out and you just never come back for as long as necessary for the child to learn the lesson you observe from the shadows you had camouflage fishing gear so you can watch from the woods you know it was actually your camping gear you're camping outside then you just wait a few weeks and when the time is right you come back but if they just keep eating candy while you're away you just never come back I like it. I like it. There, are they by themselves? Or do they have someone else helping them eat? Or are they just spending are for themselves? Are you married? I don't know. Is it your kid? I don't know the situation. This is for any <laughs> child. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> if you have a mom, good for you. You might have a chance. If not, fend for yourself, you little shit. <laughs> I, have, I have very destructive impulses i don't know i thought where you're going marcus you're like i'll i'll just go on the fishing trip by myself mm -hmm. and then you have a whole fake produced newscast about how this fishing boat sunk and there were no survivors yes. and all this stuff yes <laughs> yeah absolutely and then the kid will be like oh i'm glad i didn't go i would have died too you actually have it on the tv ready to go and as soon as the door closes it automatically plays on the tv <laughs> at full volume like local man someone's uh dad i guess i don't know someone's Friend? No, no, fully cartoon. Like local dad, Jimmy's dad, <laughs> went on a fishing trip by himself because his son refused to follow the candy rules. That's so funny. You got one more, Wade. Last idea, last idea, and I'll turn it over. Yeah. So kids care about Christmas and presents and stuff, right? And then there's the whole like naughty or nice list for Santa. Sure. So your kid eats that other piece of candy. You have a fake letter ready to go. You're like, oh, I got a letter from Santa. No, this can't be. You. 
you made the naughty list. <laughs> we have to pack your bags right now. You got to go. And then you send them to Santa's workshop, which is definitely not a sweatshop for kids. But, you know, you just kind of put them to work. <laughs> Inside a shop making fucking little sleds and bullshit, some fake wheels, make them whittle some wood, do, I don't know, CAD work. What that CAD stands for? Crafting and dumb or something. Cardboard assisted design, I think. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ugh, that hurt my brain, Bob. That that hurt. That hurt a lot. Hurt more than you know. Candy am dumb. There you go, CAD. Candy am dumb. You gotta go to your candy am dumb shop and do your Santa shop. You have, you have, it's like a candy uncle. You have your, like, you know, candy Santa and the other, like, kids who have to work there. But they're all, like, paid actors and shit, but not you. Mm. No, you're put to fucking work for being a little shit you are. Yeah. Or kids know that they'll get coal for Christmas if they're bad, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And so when they do the thing that is bad at any point in the year, you never call them out about it. You just keep reminding them that if they're bad, they get coal for Christmas. And then on Christmas morning, when they're getting out of bed all cheery-eyed and ready for presents, they rush out of their room downstairs and every present box is full of coal. But not only that, in the kitchen is a life-size coal statue of their mom cooking their Christmas breakfast and you can smell the pancakes burning on the stove because you left it on. Just like, and as soon as he touches the statue, it'll crumble to pieces in front of his eyes. And also you've educated the child what coal is so they know what coal is and they're aware of it and uh, can identify it immediately and you then took a family vacation to the coal mine exactly exactly they run upstairs going dad dad or other person and then they open the door and you're like in bed is a full life-size coal like assembly of you with glasses on the face part and as soon as they touch it it all crumbles down and then uh you'll have someone playing santa standing behind him in the doorway as he turns around sobbing and heaving hopefully at this point and he just shakes his head, opens a big book that says naughty list on the front end, does a big dramatic with his feather pen, a check in there, just check. And then he walks away. That's another option. Hope that second M&M was worth it, Timmy. I hate doing this. <sighs> anyway, good. I award one point for each of those ideas. That's three. <laughs> Way to go, bud. You got there. Thank you. He created an opportunity for you to learn, uh, and you took it. Yeah. It's all about learning. This is what it is. It's not like anything else. We we didn't think of the right word. It's learning. You're educating. You're teaching. Mm, educating. Well, that's because you sent Mathematical Matthew to me to help me learn. Yep. God. Is that the best math tutor that's ever lived? <laughs> Mathematical Matthew is here to help you to solve all your algebra problems. Good, man. Good. All right. <laughs> what, if, what if a parent was just obsessed with that? Like, I don't know, obsessed with alliteration or something. It was like, this is Sciencey Susan. She's going to be your science tutor. This is Mathematical Matthew. This is Eric, the English nerd. He calls himself that. It's okay. This is History... Hannah. <laughs> history Hank, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Oh. Because history's told by men. Mmm. <laughs> this is a bold episode. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. That's fucked up. <laughs> well, this will be the last episode of Distractable. I hope you all enjoyed listening while we had a platform. Yeah, we had a good run, everybody. Oddly enough, the traumatizing children did not do us in. <laughs> that one statement did. We hereby apologize and will gracefully bow out. No, listen, it was a joke. If you explain it, it's not funny, but everyone knows it was a joke, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
So was our overreaction. It was all part of the bit. There will be a poll on the distractible subreddit whether you accept <laughs> Bob's apology. <laughs> Wait, did you guys see on the subreddit? Did you see there's a poll going on right now? It's uh -huh. at the top of the subreddit. Did you see it? See what it's about? What is it? Who is the funniest member of the podcast? Mm. I got to go and vote for Bob real quick. I have not checked in the last day or two or whatever, but the rankings are obviously I'm number one. Of course. Yeah. A close second. Last I looked, literally by like 10 votes or something, like barely even in second place who's your guess uh what do you guys think baltimore is he on there is he on the list i'm gonna go with will will <laughs> uh, mark is actually right it's baltimore <laughs> <laughs> i mean just like every intro is gold so can't fault that's that. fine i like being underappreciated for my comedic genius and then a few other guys i don't even know who's oh thanks you're both tied for last all right cool that's great mm. but like the votes are super close like baltimore's gonna pass me i think yeah because everyone loves him of course he's incredible for those that don't know and there are some people that don't know the narrator at the beginning of these episodes is known on youtube and twitter as baltimore it's hard to link things on like podcast sites but go google baltimore he does great if you like warhammer 40k he does great in-depth lore videos all in his voice if you want more of that voice go watch those videos like and he's just been such an incredible help true appreciation for that man the intros are pretty gold they are pretty gold at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, now I'm going to turn it back over to Bob because you said yes. before that that was just an off-the-cuff thought, and this is your real yes, idea yes. for this process. Well, so it's like you said, Mark. It's education, right? Mm. It's educational. I don't want this to be a negative experience. I don't want the kid to actually feel like they've lost anything. Of course. So my idea, and it's not dissimilar to Wade's. Like, I have to give credit for Wade. I think he captured a lot of the important parts of what I'm about to Waxative do. Waxative candy. Yeah. My idea focuses around getting in contact with a movie and graphical effects studio. And maybe these are packages. Maybe these are sold on some sort of parents-only marketplace where kids don't get to know that they exist. Uh, but you basically, you have a bunch of different, uh, like War of the Worlds style, apocalyptic and or catastrophic event uh, news stories. Mm -hmm. And you just have them ready to go, right? And you create, it's not an overt thing where you're like, you killed these people. Uh. You did... Th 
It's more like you set up the rules, one piece of candy, no more, more than one, something bad happens. And then you create this association of like, the first time you do it on purpose, the first time you give them their piece of candy and they eat it and you're like, oh, it looks like, look, you really enjoyed that. Like, do you want to, you're not supposed to, but do you want a second one? You know, you stress it. You're like, I, it's, this breaks the rules. This breaks the rules. But like, you, I just, you know, I love you so much. I want you to have a good time. And of course the kid is going to be like, yeah, more candy. All right. And as they're like, you hand them the candy as they're like unwrapping it, starting to starting to enjoy the second piece of candy mm. you pull you have your phone out right you're watching social media whatever and you pull up a tweet from cmm an official news source uh-huh. it's a video that is detailing some catastrophic event a, a freak unexplainable tsunami has sprung up in the pacific ocean or or a, a sinkhole has opened in the heart of uh i don't know nice in France, uh-huh. somewhere where it's like you have to explain to your kid, like, no, no, this isn't by us. This is in, in Europe. It's like across the. But like, so weird. Like, right as you were eating that candy, right as you broke that rule, this thing happened. Mm. And you just, you have a whole litany of these, right? Maybe it's celebrity deaths. Maybe Steve from Blue's Clues dies in one of them. That'd be pretty tragic for a lot of people. Mm. I think that would be, that'd be a strong message. Yeah. And you just create this association where it's like every time your child gets the second piece of candy, mm. you've got one of these videos queued up. It's on Twitter. It's on TikTok. Some of them are like handheld shaky cam first person things on, on TikTok or things like that Uh so this is not like turning the kid into a sociopath ruining their life it creates like the superstition right Uh creates this in the back of their mind this fear of like i'm not doing these things they're probably not even related to me they're happening all across the world far far away but somehow every time i break the candy rule some crazy shit happens What's the deal with that? And so it just instead of brute force traumatizing them into it you're you're teaching right uh-huh. You're creating this very healthy superstition that somehow this child's eating habits dictate world events and are tied in some way to uh, astronomically unpredictable catastrophes and things. Super effective, mm. subtle, easy to do. All you need is your phone or a tablet or TV, whatever you play it on, whatever screen you want. Mm. And nothing falls directly on the kid, mm. but they sort of know, right? Yeah. They, they make the connection. I f- yeah, I feel like that's a great idea because it really builds a psychological effect over a long period period of time it really compounds it but i don't think it leverages technology enough what if you created like some custom alexa like voicing or whatever smart speaker sponsors this podcast you had like a smart speaker right with like an ai that talks and then at night this ai would like whisper things to the child like just like suddenly come on in the middle of the night and blast one of those stories that you were talking about how like like in the middle of the night and really like associated that like these weird things around them were just reminding them of all the things that were going on in the world so that if they're laying awake at night in bed and wondering like "Ah, there's no way that i could have done it 15 people died in guatemala like also and then you have a follow-up story immediately after about like how candy consumption is is increasing throughout the world and that's yeah. Problem. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Supplemental stories. I like that. It's, it's, uh, scientists have concluded that candy consumption is up, that, uh, if a person eats more than one piece of candy, uh, scientists have concluded that that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep exactly. it vague and keep it pseudoscience. Oh, yeah. So, cause they're going to Google it, right? How old are these kids watching this stuff? Cause, like, is it going to stick if they're young enough? Maybe we should, like, infect their cartoons. Exactly. Well, it's a progression. Yeah. yeah. When they're younger, you got to hit, you got to hit what they care about, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that, I know my niece really liked Sophie the Dragon. 
giraffe. What if like one episode you tune in and Sophie's just laying there dead with a fucking crunch bar next to her or something, you know? Exactly. But you insert like one frame of it Ooh. in the cartoon. So like you, you download the episode beforehand and you hack into your local TV station and you switch the tapes out before it goes up for broadcast. So this will have like a global effect, but you know, that way when they go to school and they're like, did you see that thing last night when you were watching the cartoon? They'll be like, yeah, I did. I have no idea what that was. I thought I saw a frame of like the main character dead with a candy bar next to him and my name written on the wall in blood. Like, yeah, I saw that too. And that way it's not paranoia and they weren't crazy. They definitely saw it. Yeah, no, it's real. Oh, it's, it's not paranoia if it's real. This episode of Rugrats has been canceled because Tommy ate too much candy and has passed away. <laughs> I mean, kids, kids don't know either, right? You could have, you could have news stories about uh, catastrophes occurring in the world of Bluey or Paw Patrol mm -hmm. or, uh, I mean, Blue's Clues is still happening. Yeah. I already said that one, but they're in their third guy on Blue's Clues. Yeah. And can I just say, I watched an episode recently. This guy is way better. Yeah. Well, that's good. He's a performer. Oh, good. He's, good. he's fun to watch. He's killing it. Yeah. The intermediate guy was chill and, and nice and, and there's nothing wrong with him. Joe, I think his name yeah. was maybe. Mm -hmm. The new guy. Love him. Top notch. That's oh, great. Great television. Well, I've been avoiding Joe all these years. I'll have to go back and watch that. There's a new yeah. Yeah. Wait, I have to call out that the only cartoon that sprung to mind was Rugrats, a cartoon that has not been on the air since the early 90s. Uh, uh, no, late, early late 90s, 90s, early 2000s. Right. Late 90s. Reruns, reruns. I mean, I don't count Rugrats all grown up or anything like that. It's just like, you could have said SpongeBob at least because I think that's still going on. But Rugrats. What are the popular cartoons nowadays? Uh, Doug? Doug? <laughs> oh my God. Come on, uh, what about Rocco's Modern Life? Ah, real monsters. <laughs> ah, real monsters. All right, Rugrats premiered in '91, and the last new episode was in '94. Hmm. But it was on reruns for a long time. Hmm. I watched Rugrats in as a kid in the late '90s, early. 2000s. I still watch them. They're still on. They're still new, <laughs> They're right? Still on. You have one tape that's been looping on your TV down in the basement. <laughs> Hey, my favorite show. Oh my God, have I been candy uncled? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does anything horrific happen in your Rugrats shows? Anyone die or yeah. get horribly sick? That's why I can't watch Hey Arnold anymore. Oh, that's a good show. Aw. Well, uh, your traumatic things that are still ongoing in your life aside, now that we've uh, covered that topic, I think these are all fantastic ideas and really yeah. explore the depths of how much uh, we could manipulate a child. But I think we haven't found the absolute perfect perfect scenario okay. that guarantees what's missing what are you looking for so How with do all we workshop this all of these elements we have these like various experiences that are really going to impact memory into their heads we even have follow-up stuff we have subtlety and stuff but there's no guarantees of how to really affect a child so i want to explore a little deeper what if vin diesel go on that's 90% of the idea. <laughs> Vin Diesel stops making Fast and Furious movies. It's about family. Duh. Uh, Vin Diesel is paid by the government or by a nonprofit organization to show up anytime a kid eats an extra piece of candy and he so he shows up and bashes down the door and is like, what did you do? God, you guys- You're really, gonna hurt your family. You guys really got a, a finger on the pulse of what kids care about these days. You guys kids really love Vin Diesel. They wouldn't want to be scolded by the D's. I wouldn't want D's nuts to show up and tell him what's what. You know, I can't prove that that wouldn't be the case, that they wouldn't want Kids that. love Jay Leno, right? Good Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno pulls up in some obscure, crazy-looking-ass <laughs> sports car and is like, hey, what'd you, what'd you, extra piece of candy? What are you doing? 
Yeah. It's me, Jay Leno. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time that Jay Leno drove by me, like uh, on some random ass street in the middle of Burbank? No. Did you know it was him because his car looked like a spaceship motorcycle? No, like I really didn't know who it was until he waved at me. And it was one of those things where it was just like this really old car that was going like 10 miles an hour. I was driving down this road. Huh. I think I was waiting for an Uber and it's just so slow and it's like the slowest pass <laughs> ever. And, you know, when he gets up to me, he looks at me, he honks twice and waves. And I'm like, wave back. Okay, hello, whoever you are. And then by the time he was gone, I was like, oh, is that Jay Leno? <laughs> it's just I like the idea that he drives around thinking he's his own parade every day. So he just goes really slow and like, no, I mean, like people like that's what he does. Uh, like, I didn't even know that was a thing that he did. I thought it was just a really weird, random encounter. Does he do that? Yeah. No, no. He has Jay's garage is a whole thing. He has he has one of the like world's largest car collections. He has all these obscure things. Why did that part? He might have been driving slow because he was driving like a steam powered <laughs> oil engine. Like he, he literally has cars where it's like it's more complicated to drive than an airplane is to fly yeah. and its top speed is eight miles an hour it was built in 1906 before cars were a concept like he has all this crazy shit in his garage and he makes videos where literally he just drives around like burbank or wherever he lives and is like talking about the car and that's the whole thing uh -huh. yeah because what do you do after you've been retired and you've made ungodly amounts of money from your hosting gig for however long he was you in? drive yeah you just drive your cars man pretty much i was really hoping that story would take a turn where he drove slowly up to you honk twice and then was like are you markiplier <laughs> oh my god like whoa whoa, whoa. you signed my car <laughs> didn't see that coming yeah no that was the detail i left out that definitely happened but i don't like to That's call just it embarrassing I don't yeah. talk about that. no way man come on guys come on Anyway, so back to the topic at hand. There's really got to be a way that we guarantee this. Exploiting current things, technology, mm -hmm. other than like TVs and uncles and whatever. It's got to be like, what do the kids care about these days that we can really turn upside down? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because mm -hmm. it's not just candy. Like, kid can live without candy. And it's like the important lessons in life are beyond just not eating candy. How do we get to the root of it all? How do we get to the core? Because the idea, hopefully, is making this child, whoever's child it is, as good of a human being as possible. Because that's a responsibility that we all have. It takes a, a village to raise a kid. Yep. And what is the planet but a big village? Yep. Yep. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you're you're questing, you're endeavoring from from your initial question. You're you're hoping to make the kids in the world, kids of the world, the best possible people. This is all for the betterment of humanity. Do all kids have like a comfort toy of some kind? Like I know when I was young, I had like this blanket when I was really little, and I had like a couple of stuffed animals that I always took around with me everywhere. Rocky the raccoon. Do all kids have that? I don't know. Maybe. Yes, Rocky the raccoon. Because we could totally kill off their favorite, you know, toy. I don't know how yeah, that's going to make. How's it going to make? them better that's a dark direction that's a dark direction i wasn't worried about that i was more worried about trauma infliction than i was curing okay wow think wow. inspirational wade aspirational inspirational uh, all these ideas have been inspirational and educational and for the betterment of the child no one mm -hmm. can argue that mm -hmm. no one can argue that you're sick oh yeah you're sick man oh god yeah no you know what we need to do i know how we reach these kids mm. the responsible positive influence that we are we band together with other positive responsible positive people uh-huh said positive too many times but you know what i'm going for no i get you we create a war and we send them to it maybe fight mm. corporate TikTok account. Ah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. 
I was close. And we put all of our time and energy and cognitive faculties and resources we have, we pour it into creating TikTok dance trends uh-huh. that have positive messaging associated with them. Uh-huh. There's like a dance where there's a lot of scooping and reaching down and you're picking up litter off the sidewalk. Litter <laughs> off the sidewalk. Sweeping out the gutter. Litter off the sidewalk. It's a whole thing. It's a dance. You got to pick the right song. I'm not the expert on this. We're going to need to bring in some people to really dial this in, you know, right? Uh-huh. There's another one with a lot of standing up straight, arms out, opening and closing, hugging, hugging stranger. You get a hug. You get a hug. You get it. It's a whole, the messaging, we need experts for this, but you see where I'm going, right? Yeah, I, but I don't know about the message of like, you should hug strangers and this should be a dance trend. No, no, hug everyone, anyone. And you know, all of this is like, where's the scare factor? We still got to scare them. I got we it. still got to let them. I've got an idea. So it's important for kids to understand personal responsibility, things that are good for them, making decisions that are good for them, right? Uh-huh. And also decisions that are good and make a good impact on the community around them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. We want kids to be able to eventually leave the nest whenever they get old enough, become adults. We want them to be able to survive in the real world. So we need to get survival skills, personable accountability and responsibility and caring about community, right? Uh-huh. So we create a Lord of the Flies scenario where we put these kids on an island and we have candy like strategically placed all over. And these kids get a delivery of like food and stuff every single day as long as no candy is eaten. But we like plant people that go around like, hey, it's okay, you can eat this candy bar. And we give them all the temptation in the world to take this candy. If any of them take it, one, they're letting each other down and they're going to find out which kid caused them not to get dinner tonight. Two... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, just like instead of a person going around, you have a snake, an animatronic snake that you have slither around and like whisper like temptations into their ear. I just wanted to Mm. throw that out there. It could be a snake, but some kids are like afraid of snakes and stuff. We want this to be as tempting as possible. So honestly, maybe what are kids like? Uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob walking around the island. I think that might be more terrifying than a snake. (laughs) What size? What size? How tall is SpongeBob in... Because in the show, he's, he's you know, he's small. He's fun. No, he can't yeah, be he... that big. He's got to be, like, close to their size, honestly. Maybe a little bit taller, but not too much. Okay. Can he be 20 feet tall, SpongeBob, telling him they can eat the candy on the <laughs> island? It's hard for him to sneak around, but, you know, we can make no, it work. No, it's an island. He's in the, he's a sponge. He goes in the ocean, then he rises from the deep <laughs> and, and shouts temptation. He comes out of the ocean like Godzilla. Kids walking around <laughs> looking for the daily delivery and just, got, yeah, God SpongeBob. The ocean sparks <laughs> roiling and put it's like, SpongeBob, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, Godzilla, SpongeBob. Right, sound. right, yeah, yeah. Are you ready, kid? <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Mm, yeah. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. And then just SpongeBob emerges. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm just envisioning Michael Bay's SpongeBob now. It's like the trailer to it. It's blackness, and then you just hear like, dum, dum. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> <laughs> Screech in the distance, a flash of like a SpongeBobby monster shot. Yeah, yeah. Doom, doom. I can't hear you. Out of the ocean, yeah. No, uh, warships are being pushed out of the way, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, you know, you got the aircraft carriers. <laughs> and it lands on the camera. Yeah, the blockade to keep these kids on the island. Oh, the yeah. classic action sound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get a shot from space of the sponge. The, the name of the movie would be The Sponge, you know? Like, uh, it's wading through the world. Like, and then it cuts to black. You see, like, the date it's going to come out. You hear, ah! I can't do SpongeBob. Whatever. <laughs> no, that was perfect. I feel like SpongeBob's here with us. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, listen, I didn't do it because I knew I couldn't. Uh, Mark tried. That's bold. Mm, thank That's you. Brave right there. Thank you. That's thank very you, thank brave. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I will deduct my own points. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I like your idea, Wade. I think what we should do, we should build an enormous, elaborate maze mm. filled with murderous contraptions and like robots that patrol. And in the center of the maze, mm -hmm. we create a society of just children. Mm -hmm. And we give them supplies, but they have no guidance. They have to learn how to live together. They have to organize themselves. Mm. They have to take care of each other. They have to learn community until they get to the point where they're such a strong unit that they're able to escape from the maze. And any children that escape the maze are then welcomed into regular society as fully formed, totally fine adults, right. positive members of society. Or competition among all the kids. We've got to fight to the death and only the winner gets to leave. Oh. But they get different advantages because they're not told not to eat candy, but they're given like a room full of like food and snacks and mm. treats and candy yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And the less candy they eat, like better weaponry and armor and stuff they get. Maybe they come from different districts or something called like the candy games. Uh -huh. mm. Okay, yeah. cool. This is great. I like uh, the idea that um, I've forgotten everything I was going to say again. It's gone. Can I have someone who at the beginning of every competition is like, may the gobs be ever in your favor? Oh, yeah. Right? That's for you, Wade. Thank you. What the fuck was I going to say? I had it and I lost it. You got to write stuff down or something, man. I don't know. I guess I should. The fuck was it? It was related to you the... Know, if you didn't eat so much candy, you'd have a better memory. Was it about the Maze Runner reference or no, the, no. the Mockingjay reference? No, it was about like a colony of children and like... What the fuck? Eh, whatever. Uh, we'll edit in something funny I said in a last episode and just slap it in here. <laughs> And get Bob and Wade laughing at it. Well, they're not just oxygen. All of the nutrients that flow through the body flow through the butt. B -b 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 the blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Mark. That's the funniest thing you said. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Oh, cool. man. Wow. I think you should make yourself the winner after that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Tears in my eyes. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I think we explored a lot of really interesting ideas here. Mm -hmm. All the patents are pending for these ideas even though this is probably our last episode ever because that's the title the last episode ever <laughs> <laughs> not clickbait not clickbait at all yeah but uh thank you guys i'm gonna tabulate the points right now but i just want to stress before i get to the results that which were all incredible ideas and very revealing of our own inner workings and how we think and how we appreciate those around us and how we fit in as societal members of society so wade you uh got the obviously the three points for each of those ones initially but you also got two points beforehand for a witty response to bob's initial idea which i thought was very good thank you so that means you have two plus the three plus one and one that means you have seven seven points mathematical matt says seven that's good that's math. very good bob with that super strong opening just off the cuff idea for the speed at which it was delivered and the thoroughness at which it was explored five points i already said that i did what I said that a while ago. I already had those. He's, he literally said that I out said loud. I said that a while ago. I thought he forgot about him like he forgot his idea. Mm, not quite. Sorry. Thank God. I wrote those down. <laughs> I wrote the points down. None of my other ideas. <laughs> the important stuff. And then you add a follow-up. One point, one point, and then two points. So you, Bob. Golf rules? Are we doing golf rules this episode? Have nine points to waste yes. seven. And therefore, you are the winner. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, but I'm two under par. He's at par. How is nine possibly par? It's a big hole. <laughs> That would make it easier. <laughs> you don't even know golf rules. It's a 10 foot par nine. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big green. It's a real, real big one. <laughs>
The rule is get it in the Grand Canyon. We start right on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Bar nine. <laughs> That's right, steroid users. You don't have a chance. Uh, well, anyway, Bob, congratulations. Uh, I will give you a moment to deliver your victory speech. I am where I belong on top once again. I think I'm okay we, being on the bottom. It's where the boobs dangle in your face. I think if we've learned anything today, it's that I'm a shrewd businessman, mm -hmm. an excellent parent, mm -hmm. and uh, the best competitor between me and Wade during this episode. Those are all facts. Facts. Those are all true. Mm -hmm. uh, Wade, please tell some lies to even it out. Uh, I'm great. I thought I had a really good episode here today, and uh, I will try harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know we were playing two lies and a lie. <laughs> All right, well, thank you everybody at home for listening. Uh, we disavow anything that we said in this episode. None of it was true, none of it is uh, believable, and nothing that we say on this episode should ever be attempted. Uh, we are professional idiots, and uh, remember to subscribe to this podcast to listen again for our idiocy to worm its way into your brain. Thank you. You can find Bob and Wade at their various social channels. Uh, you can find me wherever I am. But you can find all of us right here every Monday with Distractable. Thank you again, and podcast out. Candy Uncle, it's the candy for you. Yeah, Will, can you make a custom jingle for Candy Uncle and uh, hire some people on Fiverr to sing it? And that'd be great. Thank you. No more chocolate, no more sweets. Call Candy Uncle for behavioral needs.